0: The following program contains graphic material including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Corporate radio ownership across America have banded together in the never-ending fight against the leftist media. Thousands of hate-talkers across the dial is what the listening public demands. Conservative media will always be there to crush the might of the leftist media. That is to say, all three progressive shows that remain on the air. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hello. And now it's time for the one woman that terrestrial right-wing radio No, the no, most. No, 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 the no, no, no,
1: no, 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 nobody fears me. No. And nor should they. Show. Well, there is that, but don't fear me. Don't fear the Reaper, man. Don't do that. I got a little song for you.
0: People are flipping, flipping, flipping on Donnie No one could be as guilty as he His lawyers are flipping, tripping and making us wonder We'll throw him under the bus legally As cracks are breaking in Trump's defense His rants are making sense threatening folks because he holds a grudge it's not smart to piss off the judge when folks are flipping flipping faster than lightning each day we see more copying a plea as they keep flipping ripping more holes in this crime spree it's about time Fonny Willis will make Trump's cronies and schmoes Start falling like dominoes She has them flipping, flipping as she applies pressure Leaving Trump vexed while we wonder who's next As his odds are slipping, slipping with legal fines piling we're cautiously smiling, thanking the stars. Cause maybe he'll finally wind up behind bars Or at least broken, losing support and miserable, and never being in office again. Before you go, one quick favor. If you're enjoying these videos, I hope you'll consider supporting them through my Patreon for as little as two dollars a month. That way you can enjoy them without Billy guilty. how hard I work every week. Keep yeah, she does. Out.
1: She does so. Support Lauren Mayer if you can. Flipper, Flipper. Who remembers Flipper? I do, because <laughs> I'm old and getting older. So uh, welcome to a new week. Um, boy, did it get off to a great start. She says facetiously. Um, and I and I gotta tell you, I mean, look, it. Part of it is it comes with the territory. You move to a new place and you've got to realize that the new place you're going to is much more expensive than the other place. You know, um, look, Florida was always sort of an inexpensive place to live for whatever reason. I mean, it didn't make sense, but housing was cheaper. Um, uh, And, and gas is cheaper there. Again, there's a port. So I guess that makes sense in some respect. Um, uh, And, Food is cheaper, so so now that we've been here, you know about a month or so, uh, we are um learning first the first thing that hit us with sticker shock was the price of gas because it's about a buck a gallon more expensive here than it was uh in Florida um, but that's why I say thank dog for Costco because everything's cheaper at Costco. Costco's the best. And and so we're able to get gas at Costco for maybe only 50 cents a gallon more than we were pay, paying in Florida instead of a hundred, a dollar more. But that's okay because they're getting us everywhere else. So seriously, um, the cost of living exploded in Florida, which is one reason one of the many reasons we we left, but oh wait, there's so many more. But um so, you know, it's not cheap to live here by any means but it is more cost-effective um, there. So Hernan in the chat rooms asks, Nicole, is there an equivalent to Publix over there? You mean a store that we no longer frequented after it was learned that the um, heir to the Publix fortune, because it's a family-owned company, uh, well, family-founded company, to which there's still a huge stockholder in the Publix heir. And she's a huge maggot funder. So if you're asking, is there a a grocery store out here in Phoenix that is owned by some maggot funder? Probably. And I wouldn't shop there either. We hadn't shopped at uh, Publix in quite a few years because the maggot heir to the Publix fortune not only funded the anti legalized marijuana ballot initiatives, but um, is one of the biggest donors to a uh, moron death sentence. The governor is still there. So Hernan, um, if you shop at Publix, I, I can't help you. I'd say don't shop at Publix, find another store. Um, so there's my, my question to my answer to that question. Okay. Uh, well, Florida was high, but lower than Arizona has Arizona caught up to California? I don't know. California is still even ridiculously more expensive. But here's my latest. So, in Florida, for internet services, we, there was a really horrible internet service provider that the city of Coral Springs had contracted with and they were called um uh they were called uh, BlueStream, right? And BlueStream we had early on when I first moved up to Coral Springs and they were terrible. They were so unreliable. The service would go out, couldn't get anyone on the phone. It was awful. So I wound up going with AT&T and many of you, many of you uh, remember my, my problems with uh, AT&T. Well, then and AT&T was supposed to lay fiber. You've heard all about fiber optics. Fiber is the best. Problem is it's only in certain places. So, um in uh in in Florida, BlueStream got the fiber in where AT&T didn't. And once they got the fiber in, go figure, it was reliable. And we paid, I know it was an introductory thing, but I paid um uh what was it, $65 a month all in and we got gig service that was a thousand megabytes up a thousand megabytes down and unlimited data. So we get here to Arizona and, um, to whoever in the uh, GT party, why is somebody with the name GT party in my chat room who asked, why did you move to another hell hole weather wise? Because my husband won't go anywhere where it snows, where it's cold. So our choices are limited. And, uh, he lived here. Went to Arizona State. His son went to Arizona State. Still lives here. So, and it's for me. It's closer to California. So that that's why. I hope that meets with your approval. I know. I'm sorry. I'm in a pissy mood today because of this. So I get a text this morning from Cox. I know. Insert joke here. Cox is the local for Chandler, Arizona, where we live. Cox. Is the internet service provider and the cable provider who has contracted with the city of Chandler apparently so? There's no other choice. Yes, you can get the like the T-Mobile at home when we have T-Mobile, and it's only thirty bucks a month. The problem is, I could just turn on the um, mobile hotspot on my phone, and it's basically the same thing. So that for my purposes, I need high speed. Fast uploads, because I'm streaming video. Um, and now we have the whole house wired. Not, not the, the Alexa shit or anything. But we have... Um, oh, I'm, I'm trying not to curse to see if I can do it. Um, to... Uh, you know, we, we installed... Uh, I installed a ring alarm this weekend. Um, and it all operates off the internet. It all it uses the Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> I get a, a, a text... From Cox this morning, telling me that we have already used seventy five percent of our allotted data for the month. well, we've only been hooked up for two weeks, and I've used seventy five percent first of all, I didn't even know there was a data cap. Nobody told me that. they also didn't tell me that yes, I've got a thousand gigs gigabytes per second. Uh, or I got a, a, a gig, sorry, a 1,000 megabytes per second, one gig speed download, but the upload is limited to 100 megabytes per second. Again, nobody told me this, and going from where I just left, I had a gig up and down. I'm realizing that, ooh, cocks. Um, insert joke here. You, you, you can come up with them as easily as I could. And right now, my brain is mush. So, anyway, to get unlimited data, so they give you 1.25 terabytes of uh, data per month in the plan. And um, so, to get more, uh, basically, I could go for the unlimited for. Uh, oh, and by the way, what I'm paying for this crap. I'm not using Wi-Fi, silly Wonka. I understand. I'm plugged in to the Ethernet. I've got it. I'm plugged hardwired in. I know. I am hardwired. Don't talk to me about stuff you don't know. You don't know what I don't know, what I know that you don't know. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, So anyway... Yes, I'm hardwired, but I still, my maximum speeds, so we get a gig down, but only 100 megabytes up. Still should be good enough, because when I was with AT&T, I think I had like seven megabytes up, and it, well, it, it works sporadically. Anyway, for the privilege of having one-tenth of the upload speeds that I had in Florida, I'm paying uh, almost two, th- you know, I'm I'm paying instead of sixty five a month, a hundred and ten before tax. So figure one hundred and twenty a month. So almost double. But they're 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 killing my data. So in order to get um unlimited data, it's another fifty bucks a month. So now they're dinging me a hundred and seventy dollars a month for internet service, which where I used to pay. 65. So, you know, I hate asking for money, but those of you who enjoy the show, I'm going to put it out there. You enjoy the show. You listen regularly. Uh, There's no paywall here. I'm asking you to pitch in because it's listeners who support the show financially that pay my salary. So you know, and silly me, uh, you know, in this dig, econ- gig, dig, in this gig economy that we're living in now, there are fewer and fewer employers who actually want to pay a decent salary and benefits. So I work for tips, basically. look at it that way. You know, figure your local uh, weight person, at least in Florida. You know what they pay? weight people? Service people, they, they get like a, it's like a $3 an hour minimum wage because they figure you're tipping them. Well, I don't even get the $3 an hour. So what I, you know, my income is dependent upon the listener's generosity. So, you know, there are other shows like the one I follow who charges whatever it is, 10 bucks a month for her uh, podcast. And, you know, um, uh, they all do. I don't. So again, if you're, if you listen and look, if you can't afford it, if you're struggling like I am, no sweat, listen, share, you know, what what I'll ask you to do is share the show, tell people we're here, but those who have the means, and I know there are many of you just saying, um, don't let the other people pay your way. So, if you can afford it, that's all I'm asking. If you can afford it, a one-time donation, a monthly donation is even better. Um, there's lots of ways to do it. Go to the website nicole.sandler.com. Click on that donate button, or it's just nicole.sandler.com/slash/donate-two because I screwed up the first page. Um, anyway, that that's you know that's where I am. So I I had a I had a rough morning fighting with the people at Cox. Thank you, Vereen. Uh, who just uh, made a donation in the YouTube chat room the the, the, you know, um, Cox is difficult on so many levels. And again, insert your own joke. They chose the name. What can I tell you? Um, But when you, first of all, it's like pulling teeth to get a human being on the line. They're like, use the app. Why? So I can chat with a bot. Give me a human being. So, uh, um, yeah, so, uh, 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 no, no, no cancellation fee here at all, but I have no, there's nowhere else to go. I can't get internet from anybody else because all these internet service providers are offered monopolies. The game monopoly was fun. Real life monopoly, not so much. So anyway, the, uh, I was going to about, about to tell you something, but I don't, uh, I lost my train of thought cuz um oh i know what it was so you know but me i'd ra- rather than silly me rather than chat with uh, a bot on the computer and eating up my bandwidth by the way i'd rather talk with a human being on the phone except every and i'm sorry this makes me sound bad i'm really not a bad person every person i got through to had the thickest accent and Sorry, I don't have a landline. My cell phone, which does just fine outside in the world, uh, is usually okay. I have shitty service inside the house. So uh, along with my shitty service and these very, very thick accents, I can't understand the people on the other end. So this last guy I spoke to, I'm like, can you please tell me, um, where are you? And he says, El Salvador. Oh, God, please. Is there nobody in this country that I can speak with? Well, you can go to a cox store. Where's a cox store? Oh, Charlotte, thank you. You see, now here, I feel bad because Charlotte in the chat room already supports this show and that's what I didn't want to happen. So Charlotte made a nice donation in the, in the YouTube chat room and thank you, Charlotte. But I want the people who can't afford it, who haven't chipped in yet. Yeah, just... You know, my wish list. And it is my birthday on Saturday. <laughs> oh, and that opens another whole Pandora's box. I think tomorrow Wendell Potter will be here. And it's perfect timing because it is it is Medicare open enrollment season. And so you've been bombarded with those, quote, I'm doing air quotes for anybody, you know, listening to an audio stream, Medicare Advantage um, ads, they are nonstop. They go again and, again and 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 again. If you watch TV, you're inundated with them. You can't escape them. Know this. Medicare Advantage is not Medicare, and it is not an advantage. I'll tell you that right now, flat out. But there's, from someone like me, a different problem in that next On Saturday, I'll be singing, Will You Still Need Me? Will You Still Feed Me? When I'm 64, because I'll be 64. Have you tried purchasing health insurance on the open market, on the exchanges, as a 64 year old? One year away from Medicare eligibility? My God, I think I figured it out. They just want us to die. So that year, again, insurance, actually, I didn't even check for 2024 yet. I'm just getting through November and December. And my health insurance, through the exchange, with the subsidies, because I make so little money, in Florida, I was paying $144 a month. For an even lousier plan here in Arizona, it's $240. So almost $100 a month more for less, and I haven't even checked next year, but I'm telling you that you pay your monthly premium, but wait, there's more. The co-pays, God forbid I ever have to go in the hospital again. Hospital co-pays for even the platinum plants, which is not what I got, believe me. Um The co-pays, it doesn't matter what your premium is every month. The co-pays are um, for for the hospital stay for just the room, anywhere the, usually a flat rate anywhere from fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars a day. No, I'm sorry, unless you're in intensive care, a hospital room, not paying for the doctors, mind you. Hospital room should not cost three thousand dollars a day, but yet that would be my share if I had to uh, be uh, admitted. And then the doctors, on top of that, it's a 40 to 50% copay. And have you seen the published prices for doctors lately? Of course you have. Not what your insurance company pays them, mind you, but the, the, the list price, which is what they charge you as an individual. This is why I call it government-sanctioned extortion. So, yeah, I'm sort of reeling with, you know, moving and happy to be out of Florida, but we get here and the cost of everything is much more than I can afford. So yeah, you know, it's one of those days. Thank you. Thank you, David. Put up pictures you can buy. Okay, I will. Well, these behind me, these are mosaics. Those are those are all available. Oh, and by the way, Lynn, Lynn, whose name I'm blanking on, Lynn, who you know, before I moved, I had a Bernie, one of my Bernie paintings up behind me. And she, she emailed me and she said, can I buy that? And I said, yeah. So, um, she sent me a check. I sent her the painting and we left. Well, you know, I still have a post office box in Florida until it expires. Um, and I got a notification that I had a package there. And so I, um, I, uh, uh, called Allison, my daughter, and I said, please go buy the post office box because I got a package there. And, um, you know, so she called me. She's like, Mom, it was something that was returned. There were two packages that were returned to sender. And one of them was that Bernie picture. And so, Lynn, I couldn't find your email anywhere. You never t- wrote me to tell me you didn't get it. And, um, so now it, I hope it's on its way back to you. That's, I'm at Allison's mercy, but it will be on its way back to you shortly. I missed, I got one digit wrong in the street address. I, you know, I, I, I apologize. So Lynn, it's coming. And the other one is Kim, that general hospital magazine I sent you. <laughs> that was returned too. And I'll, I'll send it, I'll send it back one of these days. So. Anyway, that's that. So we all up to speed? Know why I'm in a mood today? I know it's always something. It's a day ending and a why I'm in a mood. But hey, what can I tell you? All right. I think, I think right now the perfect solution to what ails me is a chat with Digby. Always. So, uh, let's do this. That Leonardo,
0: who's Nicole uh, Sandler uh, Hold on, next Digby. Why, I'm playing your Digby, intro on the course. same
1: place that you're that you're Digby? coming in from. Observe so one second. Leonardo, uh, hold on one second. <laughs> That's dig for dig and b for b. Yes, Digby. So, so sorry. To wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Digby, you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. So I was playing your intro, but it came up on the same, I'm still getting used to the new studio and it came in up (laughs) on the same pot that you come up on. So you couldn't hear it. So I was trying to talk over it. I'm having one of those days, but it's better now (laughs) because Digby is here. (laughs) So uh, Digby. And I do hear you. Oh, yay. (laughs) So Digby is here uh, from, uh, of course, Digby's Hullabaloo at digbysblog.net and salon.com. Um, Hey, Debbie. so this is going to be an exciting week. <laughs> Aren't they all these days? <laughs> they, I mean, unfortunately, my but um, uh, it starts with, well, it starts with Halloween tomorrow. So, you know, the weirdness is in the air anyway. The, did you see the big uh, full moon over the weekend? Oh, yeah.
2: Ooh. Oh yeah. So there are it was goblins like a street light coming in my window.
1: Yeah. Right. I know I was driving a Saturday night. I was out and about because David, my husband went with a friend of his, uh, who came into town for the big ASU game. It was like the legends and his friend, they were college roommates, I believe. And Glenn played for the, uh, Arizona state Sun Devils football team and they won some big bowl game for three years in a row it's the only time it's ever happened so they brought them all back the ones that are still with us uh, this weekend for the I guess it was a homecoming game or something and um, and uh, saluted these players so David went with Glenn to the game and I was on my own for the first time since we've been here so I I went tooling around I went and visited one of the legal dispensaries. Um, did a little shopping, you know, uh, came, but, <laughs> but I'm driving and I see this giant light and it's like, oh my, I did a double take and it was the full moon. So
2: I've had that happen. It can be really wild looking, yeah, definitely wild
1: gorgeous looking. though. Beautiful. And the skies here are so clear. That, I was know. just going
2: to say, you're in the desert now, so you've definitely got those beautiful
1: clear skies
2: and all the, the stars and everything else. They have it's no clouds of, here. It's really nice
1: at <laughs> night. They, they literally, they have no clouds here. <laughs> I, th- I don't think I've seen a <laughs> cloud since we've been here. And, you know, coming from Florida, that's culture shock. Of but, course. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so, so we have um, obviously Halloween, but even better than that. Yeah, it's my birthday coming up on Saturday. Happy I, birthday! Thank you. And the judge in New York gave me the best birthday gift. <laughs> I get I get uh, Don Jr. on the stand Wednesday, Eric on Thursday, and Ivanka on Friday, and then Donald on Monday. So they're, they're Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> it isn't, isn't it great? I mean, this is if only it was televised. That's the only thing I'm sorry about because I would. I would really enjoy seeing this, but we'll hear a lot about it. The one thing about this trial is that it's not like, you know, like Aileen Cannon down there in Palm Beach who keeps the, you know, she won't let him even come in with cell phones. You know, they have to sit, they practically have to bind and gag the reporters in the in the courtroom. In New York, they let them run in and out. They're constantly coming up to the cameras, and they're being—they're, you know, tweeting and you know everything else. So you get a pretty good rundown of what's going on on the stand there.
1: Yes, no, we're we're getting good coverage, um, and as Marcy Wheeler said, she was surprised that there's not more coverage of it. Uh, uh, you know that that like most news organizations don't have multiple reporters in the room. There's like a handful really covering this trial, but ne- this week with the uh, Trump spawn, it's, you know. <laughs> I think it'll be a circus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know it. And, and you know, I mean, it is kind of surprising. I hadn't even thought about that. But, you know, all the media organizations are in New York, too. Yes. I mean, they've got, probably got interns sitting around they could send over there if they, you know, if everybody's too busy doing something else. But, you know, it's it's fairly typical of the news environment right now. It's very, very strange. And, of course, the obsession with the war in Israel and you know the the nonstop 24/7 on cable news on that, and I mean it's so strange that there was even a massive, massive hurricane on the west coast. Oh my the first God! First category five to ever hit land on the West Coast. I mean, it's never happened before because it just is highly unusual. And it was one that it spun up within two or three hours. It hit a soft puddle of water in the Pacific and nobody expected it. And it wiped out Acapulco. Yeah. it's not even in the news. I mean, I, that's... N- nothing. I mean, Nobody even talking right. about it. Nothing. I mean, and it's... I mean, that is... You know, There's a million people in that city. It's not a small town. It's, it's big. And the whole area was hit by this thing, and it hit right smack in the city. And there is footage out there, because it's on Mexican TV, so you can see it. And maybe here in L.A. they're covering it a little bit more because it's a West Coast thing. But I'm just shocked. that <laughs> It's just it, not even being covered. But that's because... There is so much going on that it's almost impossible to sort of keep up with everything. It's exhausting to me.
1: It must be to you, It too. is. It is. It is exhausting. And I've just, I've limited, you know, what I deal with just because there's only so much. You can, first of all, I do an hour a day, but even an hour a day, um, I can't get to all of it and it makes my head explode. I mean, yep. uh, right. I mean, during the Trump years, I realized because, you know, it really affected me and I thought I, I have to pick and choose just a few stories and and let that be it. But you know what? I think that's part of their strategy uh, to sure. throw as much crap against the wall as possible. And you see what sticks. You know, that's why Trump is always doing something outlandish, I think, it's because the media can't they can't pivot that quickly and they can't cover everything. And so a lot of his really egregious stuff just just goes un- uncommented on.
2: Absolutely. And in fact, Steve Bannon said that, explicitly. He said he flood, the jo- uh, flood the zone with shit, yep. is what yep. he said. Yep. And that is exactly what they do, knowing it, the, the phenomenon is exactly as you describe it. And a great illustration of that is, again, this trial in New York. Yep. Trump doesn't yep. have to show up at that trial. He, he never has to go near it. His lawyers could be making the arguments in court. They could, you know, and, and were that to happen, uh, I suspect there would be even less coverage of that of that Trial because it's him showing up and shooting his mouth off and getting called to the stand and being sanctioned and all the rest of it that makes it news. But that's why he's doing it right. because it is it is a way of just sort of overwhelming the you know the political media with all the stuff that's going on to the point where you know it just becomes kind of a strange form of white noise. It's very stressful for those of us who are paying close attention, but I suspect that for people who have only so much bandwidth for politics that they kind of just go, oh, there he goes again, and Mm -hmm. let it go, and not realizing the, the substance of what's going on in that trial, which is what he wants to happen, and what they want to happen in the election, too, by the way. I mean, this is going to go, I mean, part of the reason why they're doing the impeachment inquiry of joe biden is to equalize that storyline right to make right. it other they're all oh, a bunch right. of crooks and yep. so that people will either take sides in it or they will reject politics altogether and just go ah i've had enough of this or in some cases because democrats are being are democrats they're going to go you know i just can't vote for that joe biden because he's t- He's too corrupt, and, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, not vote this time. I mean, you know, there are a lot of reasons why this works for Republicans, and the press continuously plays into it. It, It's intensely frustrating, and it's one of the reasons why I feel so stressed out at the moment. I feel like we're losing our grip on what is actually happening and the storyline that's underlying everything that's going on, this assault on democracy, which you can— You can talk about that, whether it's the Ukraine situation, whether it's Israel and Mm. Palestine, whether or not it's what's going on here in the U.S., All over the place. This authoritarian movement, as represented by Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and Benjamin Netanyahu, yep. You can see that you know that through line here, and I'm just afraid it's getting lost because the the zone is being flooded with shit. Well, you're right, Steve Bannon said,
1: and there's so much of it. And the thing is, we have to realize we live in a bubble. You and me and the people I'm looking at in the chat room and people who pay attention to shows like this and blogs like yours, Digby, because we are, we're the weirdos. So I had a conversation right. with somebody this weekend and we were talking about how people don't pay attention to elections. And he's like, look, I'm an independent. I, you know, I, I love everybody. Um, but he, I said, so how do you, he goes, but I always vote. I said, real? Oh, good. That's good. How do you vote? How do you know who to vote? Well, I, 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 said, do you, you research who these candidates are, right? So you know what, how they vote on issues? No, I just, I, uh, you know, I'll watch them on TV and I'll listen to what they say and I'll make my mind up and my eyes got as big as saucers. And I'm like, and this is a very, very intelligent man. Mm-hmm. and my heart dropped my stomach dropped I felt sick because that is more common than than we are most yeah. people don't pay attention and they do watch tv and I said do you realize that what you're getting is is a lot of bullshit is a lot of propaganda is a lot of you know when they go on tv they tell you what the, what the, they think you want to hear they're not telling you the truth that's why you need to listen to shows like mine, do your homework, do your, uh, I know. I mean, it was just, it was so disconcerting. But then the, what, part of the way that the, the um, discussion began was, so what do you know about this new speaker of the house? And I just like went, uh, couldn't get much worse. And he's like, really? Why do you say that? Because he was totally unaware.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And in fairness, Everybody was kind of totally unaware of this guy, Mike Johnson. I know. Like Because who? he is, I mean, he is a stealth, you know, a Christo-fascist. Yes. Uh, seriously. A, and, a you know, Christian
1: nationalist. Lightly, yes. No, Right. You know. I yep. mean
2: he is he is a christo fascist I mean yeah. this guy is as as much of an extremist as we've ever had in a powerful position like that, and really, nobody but a very few people, even in the Congress, understood that. He was just this affable guy, kind of you know kind of a nice looking dorky yeah. nerdy type, yeah. walking around and he was very nice to everybody and everybody, oh, he's a great guy, and blah blah blah. they didn't know and there were people apparently from what I've been reading googling him. In the Congress, I mean, they were people who worked with him and didn't know, and probably a lot of people even in the in the Republican Caucus didn't know, and what he is. I mean, it is, it it's frightening. And yet, as I was writing about, I mean, I wrote uh, about him in today, and you know, have been writing about him since it happened, um, and and referencing just as a bit of a digression here, Brian Boitler's uh, newsletter, um, which he said something It's really important for everybody to understand. Nobody knows who this guy is, and it's really, really important that Democrats make sure that everybody does know That's about right. this guy. And it's really important. The press is doing a fairly good job because he's so shocking that they're starting to get this stuff out. But it's really important because he went on TV this weekend and sounded like a normal person, and he isn't a no. normal person. No. And then he lied. I mean, he is he is a sl- much slicker, I think, than people give him credit for because he gets on there and says, Oh, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think Vladimir Putin's a good person, and we need to stop him so China doesn't get the wrong idea. And he said things that sounded very mainstream Republican, or, you know, mainstream Republican moderate. You know, he said, well, you know, I mean, this guy is a a far-right extremist when it comes to gay rights, when it comes to um, abortion, abortion." And, and, you know, all the sort of, you know, the whole panoply of Christian, you know, right agenda items. And and he worked on that for 20 years. Yeah. He was a lawyer for one of the most extremist organizations in the country that was trying to pass these things. I mean, he came out against, he wanted to criminalize gay sex. I yes. Mean, or, oh, sodomy. You know, it, he it, wanted
1: to overturn yeah. the overturning of sodomy yeah. laws.
2: Exactly. So this guy is a big extremist. But I, I saw him, I watched the Hannity interview, and you can... You know, yes, I needed many, many shots of tequila <laughs> well, after perhaps. I did that. Um, and I watched some other interviews with him on Fox. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm watching him carefully going, now how's this guy going to appear, as you were just saying, to people who just watch him on television, right, who just come in and, you know, what's this guy about? And so they tune him in. And he comes across as a very affable fellow, yep. and unfortunately, he is a you know a right wing zealot, and we are in big trouble with this guy being in there because he also struck me. I hate to say it, as pretty slick. Oh, and he is slick kind more than people. You know, you know. I I mean, and and so it's important, as Weitler said in his newsletter, that we. Tar this guy as as quickly and as thoroughly as possible. you with your platform, mine with mine. Yeah. you know, we have to really work hard to make sure that people on our side and perhaps you know, can get the word out who this guy really is and what this says about the Republican party. You know, when you've got Matt Gates out there crowing on Steve Bannon's show. You know, this is the full moderation of the we Republican Party.
1: And the thing is, Digby, the thing that's so infuriating that that again, people who aren't paying attention don't see it. They had look. I was not a fan of Kevin McCarthy's, but you know what? He he, and he wasn't even reasonable. He can't even say that this guy makes him look like yep. you know look like a, a Democrat. So, exactly. the, this is the pure example of minority rules they had eight guys eight maggots in the house who said well led by matt gates and that's who you want as a leader right who said you know what kevin mccarthy we cut this deal with you to make you allow you to be speaker which you wanted so badly but we got to put our provision in there that any one of us any one member could uh, put forth a, a what is it, privilege resolution or something to take you out, and sure enough, Matt Gates did because he wasn't MAGA enough for him, and these eight were able to hold up uh, because the 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 gap between Democrats and Republicans in the House is so slim. That as few as five could do it could could sink a nominee. So thank goodness they sunk Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the speaker's gavel um, not that these other ones do either, but Jim Jordan is is vile on too many levels. Then they they nominate Tom Emmer and we those who follow closely know Tom Emmer's not a great guy, but at least. He voted to certify the results of a legitimate election, so not an election denier. And meanwhile, you had uh, who was it? Ken Buck, who who stood up and said, "I'm a man of integrity. I will not vote for a speaker who denied the, the results of a certif- you know of a of a you know fair and free election." And then they they tanked Tom Emmer because again these eight maggots said no we're not going to vote for him so they didn't even come to a floor vote i don't know what happened behind closed doors but they get the the slimiest of them all this this religious zealot this christian who 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 kneeled on this on the floor of the house with some other of his uh, cult members and then swore that their little prayer circle there was what got kevin mccarthy the gavel Because he got it on the 15th vote after they prayed on the floor of the house, which should not have prayer in it. Not even the stupid uh, opening prayer they do for whatever reason at the beginning of the thing. Um, But but uh, and so they voted unanimously for him. Now, you know that somebody got up there and said, look, we're looking like idiots here. We can't even get a speaker uh, uh, um, appointed. So this vote has to be unanimous. And anybody who, uh, and I'm making this up, I don't know that they said it, but why else would this guy get voted in unanimously?
2: Well, yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's also possible that that, they didn't know what they were dealing with. So the the moderates who had rebelled against Jim Jordan... (laughs) The moderates who, well, the people that call themselves <laughs> Thank <you>. moderates see yes. <laughs> <now>, uh, <laughs> the, these slightly less crazy, um, only slightly, um, right. you know, Republicans, uh, but they, they, they had rebelled against Jim Jordan too. Yes, and wow. um, so they had, you know, gotten together with Matt Gates and the rest. I mean, Gates <sighs> obvious, Gates and his crew. I mean, the, most of them are crazy. He's not crazy. Gates isn't crazy. Gates is crazy like a fox and he was, you know, he's creating a a and a persona for himself and I think he's looking for, you know, lucky you're getting out you got out of Florida when you did because he's running for governor and god knows he might win. Oh gosh. Um but you know he he is, is is you know had a personal vendetta against McCarthy Jordan um, Scalise you know all those guys who had been in the leadership and were sort of the leader of the MAGA movement in the House leaders they were also establishment and they were MAGA which is basically the same thing Gates has a different you know he's a purist and he's got a whole different kind of approach um, but this guy is is he's thrilled with, oh all that with, uh, with Mike. Johnson, he is thrilled with him. Oh. I mean, he just can't say enough good things about him. Says I can work with him if he wants to do some. He's got plenty of room and saying he'll let him do. Now you tell me, if Matt Gates really loves the guy, I think we've got a big problem on our
1: hands. No kidding. Not
2: not someone who is you know. I mean, Gates has is is on a mission to to push the house of representatives to blow up the government essentially and that this is what he wants and and he is you know i'm going he wants to change the rules he wants to do all these things in order to enact what you just you know so aptly named as my minority rule yeah. that is what they're trying to do and you know if if we've got we've got an election coming up in a year and if it's as close as we think it's going to be and we are in that same situation after the election and it's close and you know Joe Biden wins even if it is not close you know, just whatever. Uh, I mean, there's no Donald Trump is not going to concede gracefully. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't think that's, not, that's the understatement I don't think of the year. Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he couldn't even apologize over the weekend when he came out and said, it's so great to be in Sioux Falls, oh, Iowa. God. And then the guy comes up and whispers, and he gets
0: Sioux City.
2: He comes out and he goes, Sioux City. You know, I was just expecting him.
1: I thought he would go, oops, sorry, I got it
2: wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, he does not know those
1: words. He has, I I can confidently say, even though I don't know it for a fact, I can confidently say that Donald Trump has never uttered the words, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Never, Never, never.
2: And he couldn't even do it in that situation when it was really a no harm, no foul, right? right? I mean, anybody could have made that mistake. And, you know, he could have just said, oops, you know, they're both great towns. I love you all. Yeah. I mean, any, any, and laugh at it. But he doesn't understand
1: self deprecating humor because he will never do the self deprecating thing because he thinks he's Jesus.
2: Well, and you know what, Nicole, I mean, you're talking about the voters and how they're not really informed. And one of the things I was just watching earlier today, one of the networks had people in Iowa, you know, they're getting close to yeah. their primary. Yeah. And, um, you know, talking about people who had qualms about Trump, right? You know, they they were talking to people who might vote for Haley or DeSantis or something yeah. else. And so you hear it and, they, and it, Every last one of them, it was like, well, you know, I do have problems. with. he's got a lot of baggage. That seemed to be one of the big things. And he's got some, you know, there are things about his personality that just rub me the wrong way and blah, blah, blah. But every single one of them said, you know, I love his policies. He was so successful as a president. His his administration was just the best we've ever had. And so it's hard because I really would like to have that back. You know, things are so terrible now. And I'm just, it drives me insane. Because what in the hell
0: are did that guy accomplish no, no
2: other thing. than, you know, hundreds of thousands of deaths from people of co- who have got COVID? Right. I can't. You know, oh, I'll what tell you,
1: do? increasing the deficit by trillions yeah. and trillions of dollars.
2: I mean, are all these Iowans, these, you know, salt of the earth? you know common clay people in the diners there that they're talking to would, would did they really benefit from those tax cuts that the that the billionaires all got cuz i don't think they really no. did and that's not what they're talking about they have this view and this just goes to show how successful trump's approach can be with a certain type of person yep and that is he just says it over and over and over this relentless lying in which he just it, i think people think no one could lie that much it must be true no one could say this stuff so openly and so blatantly and flagrantly lie it must be true and what he says over and over again was we had the greatest economy the world has ever seen it was the most successful administration that in, in american history nothing compares to it it's I'm as great as george washington and you know Franklin Roosevelt. I am the best there ever was. Right. I am the best. And they listen to it yes. over and over again. And, and so they, they say they come it must to be true. It.
1: Right. He's repeating it over and over. And and these people on Fox that says it's a news channel, obviously, if they're calling it news, it's got to be news and they're repeating it. So uh, what what's wrong?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it must be true. And these other people just hate him. And so all they're trying to do, the, the Department of Justice, the district attorneys, the governors who wouldn't help him you know, win the election, they're all out to get him. And they've and you know and he now says this explicitly. You know, I am taking the slings and arrows for you. You know, I am right. I am being right. indicted for you, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> but, you know, he says this stuff, and I think they've come to actually see that because they were always motivated by grievance anyway. You know, they they feel like they're losing their their place yes. in our society oh, because yes. of all the you know what fill in the blank yep. you know taking over yep. um and so th- he just fed right into that and and he's their martyr you know that that's taking all the you know all the heat for for all the things that that all people like you and I are are pushing on the good Americans of this country and 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 so you know it's it's just astonishing to me though that they're able to that, that they're never challenged on this. I mean, I have said that to people, you know, that in the rare occasion where I live, I don't run into a lot of Trump voters, but, you know, on the the occasions when I do, and I have family members who are are right-wing as well, you know, so what did he do that was so great? Right. Well, we had a great economy, and, you know, you point out, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't bad. Of course, he was coasting on the success of the Obama administration, finally getting us out of the great recession but all right it wasn't bad but you know what else what did he, what did he what did he actually accomplish Dude, what well did he do? yeah he was strong <laughs> he showed the world that we were strong you know and i go you know what he did was he did dismantle things that he didn't like he didn't know why he was doing it but he did dismantle things he destabilized the entire world order and we're kind mm-hmm. of seeing the results of that now Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, what else did he do? Well, you know, he put China in its place, you know, I'm going, did he really, (laughs) really, you know, they seem to be not really stable.
1: All I saw him do was, you know, build Xi up and talk about how brilliant he is.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, did he, did he, you know, did he build his wall? Uh, Mm -hmm. no, he didn't. Mm. Oh, he built the wall. China has a wall.
1: We don't have a wall. China has a wall. <laughs> we don't have a wall. Hmm. Right.
2: And China's wall has lasted a good long, long time. time. <laughs> I don't think this one's going to last. No. <laughs> so, you know, it's very interesting how, you know, I mean, if if it wasn't so, you know, acutely dangerous <laughs> for us and for everyone in this world considering the circumstances, uh, it would be a very interesting, uh, you know, study mm-hmm. to look at how this Trump phenomenon. I mean, it truly, truly fits the definition of of a cult of personality, and and you know, it just shows that demagoguery uh, of a certain kind is just, you know, it's just vastly appealing to yep. a whole yep. lot of. I mean, we're talking tens of millions of people in this country absolutely, you know, they they can't resist it, apparently. And, and I feel badly, because I don't think that all those people are bad people, necessarily, although some are, and I'm not willing to excuse them all. Honestly, I'm not, you know, if you're that kind of a jackass, that's sending death threats to people for something, you know, something they said, or Donald Trump tweets something out, and you decide to take action on it, you're not a good person. And I'm not going to Give anybody any leeway on that, but there probably are some benign people like the ones in Iowa today, where they're just going, "Well, I don't really care for his personality, but you know, the country
1: was in such good shape when he was president." And
2: I'm going, "Man, yeah, because you what and I they have don't... a different memory of events, right? But I don't what they remember it what that
1: way. what what they don't get because it's weird because the, the the Republicans do play the long game, but the the voters have very short memories, because go back, go back as far as you want. Go back to George H.W. Bush. Uh, Then, you know, and you look, and it seems that every time a Republican is in office, if they're coming off a Democratic administration, they have, they're they're in a good place when they take office, and they take us into the shitter. So look at George W. Bush comes in. Um, after, after Clinton, right? And, and there are many of us who could say he didn't really win that election. He was handed that by the Supreme Court and George's older brother, Jeb, who was governor of the state of Florida, who, you know, so, you know, it's, if we could go back to 2000 and have a redo, history would be so different. We'd be in a wholly oh. different place now. <laughs> but, so, Bush comes in, totally, by the time he left office... You remember that was the big meltdown of 2008. That's when I lost my fir- my house in Miami. Um, thank you so much because the banks got bailed out, but the, the homeowners, the mortgage holders didn't. So, um, and then Obama comes in and rebuilds it back slowly over eight years to where we're in a good place, and then Trump comes in and trashes it yet again. And now it's up to Joe Biden to rebuild it back, which, give him credit, he's been doing. Oh, but wait a minute, he's old. I you know, mean you mean Biden. to tell me Donald Trump is old, too? And Digby, you said the New York Times finally realized Donald Trump's old now, too? Yeah, I mean,
2: they just had, I mean, for the first time that I've seen this actually be framed this way. And, you know, thank God, you know, it is, it's taking people like you and me and others who are sort of on the, you know, on the lefty side of the lefty media, um, who follow this closely. And a lot of us don't, you know, a lot no. of, a lot of people like you, and I don't follow, you know, because I mean, why do you talk about Trump all the time? I'm going, yeah. cause he's the most serious danger to, to democracy, <laughs> to my life right. and yours. So that's, that's right. Like, um, But, you know, one of the it's finally dawning on people that, you know, not only, you know, Trump's always been unstable and he's always been an imbecile. But now he's starting to show signs of real slippage in a way that, by the way, I think is, goes way beyond what Biden has. Oh, yeah. Biden stumbled over his words. He's, he, but he he's always he's done kind of that.
1: He has always done that. He's always been yeah. a walking gaff machine, and he's never been a great speaker. And we know it, this man has a stutter. He's overcome a stutter. So he's not the best communicator.
2: No, and and never has been. And really? by the way, he doesn't trowel on, you know, two and a half inches worth of bronzer every morning and dye his hair and go through this. I mean, Donald Trump is like wearing oh, kabuki makeup. I know. And, and so that, you know, it's like he it, it reminds me a little bit of... Um, you know of kiss the rock band you know because because they've been able to disguise their aging because of the wild makeup that they wear, so yeah. you can't really tell that they're really ancient when right. they're up there rocking, you know, I want to rock and roll all night, right, so,
0: so you miss my sticking kind of out what my tongue is
2: doing? you know he looks like a freak but Mm -hmm. he disguises the fact that he's really that he's old and he is but it is starting to show in the way that he speaks and for the first time the new york times actually had an article Talking about that and and also analyzing how that could affect him, because you know the the old, Biden is old thing is kind of baked in at this point. I, you know they, they they've relentlessly pounded it. Yes, it and is. now everybody's kind of go yeah Biden's old and they just sort of say it. Trump hasn't had that happen yet. And going into the campaign with all the stress that he's under, and the fact is he's showing it because of the stress. I think, and you know I wrote a thing a, a couple a month or so ago. I, mean, I think maybe you and I even talked about it the fact that his father, you know, had had Alzheimer's and it was very serious and, you know, and it went on for some time and it came on pretty slowly. Um, He's very, he's terrified of that. And he's, he's obviously really, really sensitive about it. And, you know, he is, I don't know that that's what's going on with him, but what is going on with him is that he is starting to make serious mistakes On things that he didn't, the kind of thing he didn't used to make mistakes about. Mm. I mean, he was always been incredibly stupid. So he'd said things that were ridiculous and often made tremendous errors. But these are sort of the kind of things that he used to be fairly fluent in. Yeah. And so the New York Times mentions it, and they say that, you know, that, that the danger for Trump, if this old thing starts to hang, you know, really cling to him, is actually greater than it is for Biden. And I thought that was just, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought it was extremely interesting that the New York Times you know, went with that analysis. Yeah, well, the New York Times is
1: still reeling from the criticism they took, and rightly so, for, you know, taking Hamas's press release and saying, Israel bombed this hospital and 500 people are dead. And, it, you know, as we learned, you you don't ever go with the first account of a major... they not heard
2: of the fog of war? They of all people should have known that, you know? I mean, I know for me, I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm... I mean, I'm on all the social media sites, you know, Threads and Twitter and Me X too. and you know, yep. Blue Sky and yep. all the rest of all them. All of them. And you know, I check them all it, as much as I can, although it's really difficult yes. these days. Yes, it and is. I do not know what to believe about anything, okay. uh, and particularly well, about that particular subject. And, and I I'll, am,
1: I'll tell you what else, though, Digby, that that is kind of disconcerting, and we're getting to this at the very end. But you said something about you know, we're the the like the ultra left well not not anymore it used really. to be very easy to discern the dividing point but now yeah. uh, i guess religion and war have strange bedfellows because a lot of the people some who i used to call friends and i do say used to because they are no longer um refuse to admit that what happened on october 7th was a disgusting act of terrorism and that hamas is a terrorist organization, and that they need to free those hostages, and that as an American Jew living in this country, I'm scared shitless because I've seen the rise of anti-Semitism to heights I have never seen in my almost 64 years on the planet, and it scares the bejesus out of me. And it's not just for me. It's seeing how, again, I, you know, I'm a non-religious Jew. I'm a secular Jew, but it's my heritage and my, you know, I grew up with the stories and of course, grandparents who were in the Holocaust and these are, and and the, and the mantra never again. And to see what happened that day and for people to go, Oh, they had it coming. No, well,
2: that's, that's outrageous. It's, and it's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's absolutely horrifying. And people
1: me. that I and, did consider friends, I've lost more than a few.
2: Right, and you know, this isn't a really—I don't think it's as difficult for the left as people think. Now, setting aside the kids on campus, yeah. um, you oh. know, they, they're—that's hard to know, do. Behaving horribly yes. in many cases, and in some ways, going both ways. But this one, you know, the there is a rise in. in in anti-Semitism, yep. and then you've got right-wingers that are, you know, there's a rise in Islamophobia. Yep. So you're seeing a real clash here in a way that I find very frightening. But, you know, for most people on the left, you and I and other people like us, we don't have a problem holding two ideas in our head at no. the same time. One is, is, that you know, this terrorist attack was absolutely, it was, it was Horrifying, grotesquely brutal, and and completely, you know, inexcusable on any level. I I just can't, you know, you can't find any place in, in decent society to say that that's okay. At the same time... You can criticize the government of Israel under Benjamin Netanyahu, Yich- 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 Which Yich- I've been doing body. for as
1: long as he's been in office, of mind course.
2: you. And, and, and you know, recognizing at the same time that the conditions that have been imposed and the seemingly intractable problem of, uh, you know, the Israel-, Israel and Palestine issue that's been going on for as long as I can remember, yep. that, you know, that this is— that. that the unwillingness in the or the inability to find a way through that problem it's, you know, inevitable that there are going to be clashes. This, yep. it, this isn't difficult if you can use your head. I mean, what I've been writing about this the whole time, and I'm reluctant to actually to say much about it because, you know, it's just it's a minefield yep. and really very difficult. But, yep. you know, to the extent that I am addressing it, and I usually write about it once a day or so um, on my blog, um, you know, I'm saying cool heads, cool heads, cool heads, keep your heads people we went through this after 911 yep. and a bunch yep. of nuts were in power and a bunch of opportunists were in power and they used the situation to ad- advance an agenda that they came in with and that they already had and exploited in order to start a war with a country that hadn't attacked us and at the same time you know, you had these kooks who were out there talking about, you know, they're showing the Battle of Algiers to people in the Pentagon. And you had these nuts talking about, you know, uh, you know, raising Afghanistan to the ground with nuclear weapons and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. And, it, you right. know, you even Biden even mentioned this, you know, he's kind of going, you know, we made mistakes. We yeah, got to not do that we again. We sure did. Right. And, you know, someone should learn from our example that, you know, this is, you cannot, you know, you can't react either way, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. whichever side you're on and, you know, whether or not you have more sympathy with one side or the other. And I actually don't. I'm sympathetic to both sides. Uh, You know, I can see, you know, both sides. But, you know, that nothing excuses, you know, the horror of what happened, and, you know, you have to, you, nothing excuses the United States suddenly being embroiled in things like, you know, anti-chasing Jewish students across the campus and stuff like that. Doing I mean, that's that, outrageous. you know,
1: Parkland, Florida, where I just left, Parkland, of course, the site of the shooting at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, uh, this past weekend, news reports that as the Parkland Synagogue was letting out after a service, a group of Minors on bicycles, young boys, went driving, riding by, shouting out anti Semitic slurs. Uh, you know, you fill in the blanks. I don't need to say those horrible things. Um, no. And what I'm seeing is are a lot of people like me, others you know that I know. Look, I'm a secular Jew. I've never been religious. I've never been a fan of Netanyahu's. I do believe in Israel's right to exist because I know what Jews have gone through for the thousands of years before now. Um, but I also have always stood up for the people In Gaza, imprisoned in an open air prison, and said, "We need a two state solution. We need to stop this shit." Right? But as a Jew, but as a Jew, what I'm seeing are these attacks on Jewish people and former allies of mine saying Israel knew what they were doing all along. They had it coming, and this is coming from people who I used to be, I used to call friends. Not just yeah. acquaintances, friends. Yeah,
2: I know. So, it's I. I, I mean, I, I, I. see the same thing, and I feel it, and I am heartbroken and horrified. Horrified that that we are unable to, you know, be rational in a situation like this. To the to the extent that we can, you know, if you cannot understand that someone, you know, going after a Jewish some Jewish kid on campus and holding them responsible for the actions of, you know, Netanyahu in Israel and excusing the actions of the terrorists who brutalized. On October 7th. And you know
1: what? One of these people actually wrote to me when she said, and even Joe Biden walked back the, the, you know, the, the claim about beheaded babies. Well, first of all, whether they beheaded babies or not, they tortured people for hours. They still are holding 239 innocent people hostage to use as human shields. They went into kibbutzes and rounded up families and tortured and murdered them while their families watched. I mean, just hor- horrific um, atrocity after atrocity. And yet, they say, well, what 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 Israel's doing in in Gaza is worse. That's you know, you, you, there's no excuse. Well, you know what? What what was Israel supposed to do? Say, come, please, uh, do more. Come, torture and murder and rape more of our people and kidnap them and 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 you know, there is no right answer to any of this. But those no. people <laughs> saying we stand with Palestine and fuck Israel. You got I got a problem with that.
2: Yeah. I mean I do too. And you know, this is a lot of this comes I was on another show um a week or so ago and we talked about this. And some of this has to do with yeah, I think the, the sort of ahistorical Knowledge of of the the region and and what happened. I mean, after World War II, the entire world was rearranged. You know, I mean, they rearranged all the borders in yep. in in Europe too, and you know, the Middle East. Another one. They rearranged the borders. None of these countries actually, you know, existed as they do today right. until that period. So you know, I mean, and and it's I think a lot of the, especially some of the younger people don't they see this as a European colonial situation, and it really is not no. it's something much different. And and you can have your problems with it. I'm not I'm not going to you know sit here and and be a big advocate for Zionism or, or anything else. I don't want to go that deep. But nope. I will say this that it is not a case of European colonialism. No, <laughs> that is that no. is a much too facile explanation. Right, and those who are saying well the Palestinians. Were the there
1: Right And the Palestinians were there first and the Jews stole their homeland. Give me a fucking break. I'm sorry, if you want to go back in history, the Jews Hell were yeah. there before any of them. The Jews were <laughs> there before the Muslims, before the Christian. All those religions grew out of Judaism. and it, you're as, you know and, and you're hearing this from the person who got her entire religious education from watching the Ten Commandments on TV as a kid. <laughs> I don't have a religious bone in my body, but I know that much.
2: Right, right. I mean, you know, this is, and some of that is just, you know, you said it at the beginning when you were, when you were talking and you said, you know, never again. And I think people like you and and I, uh, I mean, and I admit this too, and all my writing about, I'm going, you know, this is, a lot of this comes from my own personal experience and what I grew up with, which was, I grew up in the shadow of World War II, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I was born... Quite a bit after World War II, but nonetheless, my dad was in World War II. Mine too? Uh, It was a very, very, um, you know, uh, immediate kind of an experience when I was growing up. All the TV shows, popular culture, World War II was a thing, right? It was something the people talked about, all the jokes were about it. It was something that that was very, you know, it was very familiar. And one of the things that came out of that and one of the things I was inculcated in my mind was the never, was never Never again, again, right? So... I understood that, I understood it in my bones, whereas kids that I think the younger people today, and that's why I'm I'm trying to give them some some leeway here. and recognize that I'm coming at this from, from that direction. And, and it's not, I'm not abandoning it, mind you, when mm-hmm. I say this. I, I believe it. But nonetheless, I, this, is, this is where I come from. For them, that is not an immediate experience. It feels like ancient history to them. Mm-hmm. And they think that is, what is more relevant is this idea of European colonialism and imperialism and how that, you know, that, they, they, that is the, how they see the situation. Now, I think it's historically wrong to see it that way because of the complexities of the post-war world and what created Israel. I'd say that at the same time that I have nothing but criticism for the governments that, you know, the, of the last, you know, couple of, decades mm-hmm. that have been building settlements in the west bank horrible. and turning Gaza into a, you know an open-air yep. prison i agree i have no sympathy for that me i'm completely either. against it you know no one should get me wrong on that but i you know that's why this subject is so fraught because it's so incredibly complicated and it's so you know that there there are there is no you know there's no clear-cut morality one way or the no, other there's other no right answer and that you, innocent civilians should not be killed
1: right and it's (laughs) happening yet on both sides you know the 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 people and again i was always a big fan of amy goodman in democracy now i can't watch it now because it's firmly all palestinians are are right and sorry israel is evil the evil empire and they must go it's it's that it's rashida talib saying I stand with Palestine and I will not I will not vote for Joe Biden as long as he continues this. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. Then I've got a problem with Rashida Tlaib. Uh mm-hmm. see this is what I'm saying. It's not so clear cut anymore. It's not left right. It's too oh, many people. It, yeah. it is not. And uh too many people who you know uh, are just drawing the line there it, it, it it's 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 so upsetting. Well, and look upsetting. at the line
2: on the other side. Yeah, oh. you've got the right wing here too. Oh, I know. Look what they're doing. I, I mean, you've got this—you know, this this rank Islamophobia. I that's know. Just Disgusting coming from Donald Trump. You yep. know, I'm kind of wanting to say to the left, "Hey guys, don't take your eye off this guy." No. Because by the way, if he wins, you don't even want to think about what's going to happen to Muslims in this country. That's right. So you know, get ready. And you know, I I I, I find it reprehensible. You know, you've got anti-Semitism has been huge on the right over the last. Yes. One. Ten years, at least, they've been rising in this, this anti-Semitic. No, you know, don't get singing, it wrong. They were the Jews
1: will not replace us. Of China course. Though, right? The reason they're so <laughs> pro-Israel is because they want us all to return there so we can all be raptured. They're <laughs> exactly. not pro-Jew no. or pro-Israel. They think right. the Bible told them that all Jews must return to Israel so the apocalypse can happen. They're because they're batshit fucking crazy. <laughs> exactly. You know, so
2: again, let's layer that little bit of complexity over the top of the whole thing yep. and sit there. And now you can see why you and I are, you know, probably drinking more than we should <laughs> and, and trying and watching a lot of brain bleach TV at yes. night because it's the only thing we can do to try and stay sane in this. I it's go watch really, my soap really opera. right now.
1: I'm telling you, I'm more addicted to general hospital now because it's an <laughs> escape from the real world. Instead, I'll take, you know, Ned becoming Eddie Maine and getting a amnesia and not remembering his life. But then this one dying and coming back 20 years later, it's like, what? I was just, uh, you know, traveling the world. <laughs> That's I, crazy. Please. Than what we're dealing with. Yes. <laughs> So
2: it really yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm doing you know, I'm doing, you know, season after season of the great British baking show. You know, just kind of just I've heard about looking that looking one. That going, wow, that looks good. You know.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> That's it's, all I
2: can handle. <laughs>
1: it's really it's really upset. AP says, I agree with Nicole, it's going to turn into an anti-Semitic nightmare. It already is. If you're uh, Jewish yeah. in this country, you're already feeling it. And again, yeah, from from supposed former allies from former friends. And I'll tell you, there's the occasional surprise. Brianna Wu, who I think was Bernie Sanders press secretary, who I, I I unfollowed her on Twitter a couple of years ago because everything she was saying just bristled. It was just like, oh come on, you're just going so far to the left. You might as well be right wing. But
2: she Are you actually, talking about Brianna Wu or Bri- Brianna Joy Gray?
1: Oh, you know what? No, I'm talking about. Oh, I'm getting them mixed up. Brianna, Brianna Wu, cool. Yeah. Okay, so Brianna Wu. <laughs> sure. So I, here I am. I'm 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 giving Joy Brianna Joy Gray um, yeah. credit where she probably doesn't I deserve heard it. Her
2: opinions. Of no, this, but, and, know, but she's the one I
1: unfollowed. Ones. I'm 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 conflating the two Briannas. Brianna Wu. Is like me. She's like I've look. I've always been critical of Netanyahu, and you know you can be critical of the government of Israel and still say what Hamas is doing is evil and wrong, and still say that the people in Gaza shouldn't be imprisoned in an open air prison. But two wrongs don't make a right here, people. You can uh, you can have both <laughs> opinions, which is exactly where I am. I'm like, thank you, instead of yeah. all these other people that, frankly. I've had to block or they've already blocked me because I'm not out in the streets with them saying, you know, I I'm with Palestine. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, the only thing that I can say is that what I hope is happening and what I see some signs of is that, you know, the U S to the extent, I think people think it has more influence over uh, Israeli politics than it actually does, yeah. but uh, it does have some, no doubt about it. Um, you know, it's a staunchest Israeli ally. Yes. well um, it's a
1: democracy.
0: It's the only democracy in the Middle East. Of,
1: of, of attempts
2: to temper the situ- temper the, the government. And and the good news for me, and the one good thing I see out of this is that the Israeli people are not rising up to support Benjamin oh, Netanyahu. No. In the wake of this, they are rising up against him. And to me, if you want to see you know, some common sense and some cool heads, uh, I think that we have to give it, hand it to the Israeli people who understand that he made things worse for them. Oh, yes. And okay. and, crea- and created a situation. And a lot of this just came out of the fact that he was weak. They knew he was weak, and they took advantage of it. And that, and he was weak because he's a corrupt asshole. Yes, this... And, and they knew that, and they took advantage... The terrorists knew that, and they took advantage of it. And he needs to go and I uh, without think a, a doubt. lot will improve in this situation if they you know get rid get of him over well this here's situation a, right now here's hopefully.
1: a word of warning there are so many parallels between Netanyahu and Trump Netanyahu is the maggot, is the Trump of Israel. Make no mistake. And just as I criticized Trump when he was in the White House, I criticized Netanyahu. And he was under multiple criminal indictments and these idiots still put him back in office. But they can do that easier in Israel because they have a parliamentary system of government where you don't need a majority. Here, we just have the electoral college and you don't need a majority and it's easier to rig. Apparently. Oh, for
2: sure for so, sure, it's, it's' you know it's an anachronism that you know we we you know if we lived in a sane world, we would have gotten rid of a long time ago, but you know, I guess we're stuck with it, I don't know, but you know at the end of the day, I think that that the the one thing that may maybe will make a difference in terms of this particular situation maybe a new government in Israel. I think Please. that would be very, very helpful um, to, you know, quelling this situation, maybe getting on a road to some kind of long-term solution. Um, you know, it's this has been happening for many decades now. Yep. It's a big problem. But, you know, when you look at the great sweep of history, it's still a pretty short, you know, time frame. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I suppose that you just sort of have to look at that and recognize that these sorts of things don't settle themselves easily and just hope that they can, you know, move away from the violence and not let this thing get out of control. And I think the well, Biden administration is. has done a pretty good job with that. Um, you know, I'm no expert, so you know, you can take what I say with a grain of salt. But um, you know, the 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 way that the Biden administration has moved in terms of trying to to keep a regional conflagration from breaking out it's still early days. And yes. could still happen, They've
1: tried. And I think but, it's, I I think, look, this, this ground incursion is just horrific. I mean, the whole thing is just, all of it is just, it's insurmountable. It's just, I don't know how we get past this, but you know,
0: Well,
2: I don't either. Uh, I do know that war is insane. And yep. every time this happens, I sit there and shake my head and go, yep. what, in the hell are we doing at this point in human history and we're still doing this shit? And here we are.
1: There are no winners. I get the
2: emotion, but I don't get the fact that we always seem to have leadership that's just really looking, you know, know.
1: let's do it. I know. I know. It's just, uh, I wish I had the answers. If I did... I'd, I'd probably make a lot more money than I <laughs> <Dude, laughs> which too. is not saying
2: much. <laughs> me too. That's why I'm sitting
1: here writing a blog. You know? yeah, I, tell me about <laughs> it. Um, uh, Digby, I don't know if you heard the big news. I'm, I'm coming back to the Los Angeles airwaves starting, oh, hey, great. starting November 17th. I will be doing a Friday afternoon show on KPFK. Fridays from 5 to 6, so I'm taking the best hour of the week and making it even better
2: excellent excellent well i'll be thrilled you know, well, uh, that's great. Maybe if you, you, you're what, in Arizona, maybe you ought to physically come out here and oh, do a
1: show. I, I will occasionally because I can. But, you know, one more job for which I don't get paid. That's the story of my life. <laughs>
2: well, isn't that nice? Yeah, well,
1: yeah. I hear I hear that. Yeah. Those are the easiest <laughs> kind to get, I guess. Um, Digby, find her, of course, at digbysblog.net. Still on the shitter, but on the other socials as well, digby56. <laughs> and, uh, of course, at uh, um, nsalon.com. And here, whenever I I, I I can get her to come on with me. Um, Digby, as always, I so Any, appreciate it.
2: Anytime. I really enjoy it. Thanks for as having me. As do
1: I. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. And maybe I'll even see you one of these days now that I'm yeah. sort of in hey, the neighborhood. Come on out. All right. Take <laughs> All care. Right, we'll talk great. again. Bye. Bye. Uh, the brilliant Digby. You know how much I love having her on. And, um, you know, yes, it, it helps make a tough day better. Huh. Always when I can talk to uh, Digby. I'm lucky. I've got some great regulars on the show. Um, Tomorrow, I believe, I don't have full confirmation, but I believe Wendell Potter will be here. Now, Wendell Potter, still to this day, our only American health care, health insurance industry whistleblower. And I stumble over that term, health insurance because I believe that the for-profit health insurance industry is government sanctioned extortion. And we'll get into that with Wendell Potter tomorrow. Um, Wednesday, Joan Walsh will be here because she's got a new book out that you will love. And that's all I'll leave you with that. And then of course, Thursday, Howie Klein and Friday, Marcy Wheeler. So, okay, we got a week. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Sorry for my, uh, bitching and moaning session at the beginning, but hey, by now, you know me, (laughs) no, I'm going to unload on you, whatever I've been dealing with up until this time. The good news is that I guess you could call it good news. Um, when, when the rest of the country falls back next week, Arizona doesn't. And because I'm, I'm math impaired, I'm thinking, well, good. At least then I'll have an extra hour for show prep. No, 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 no. So let's just look at California because right now we're on the same time zone, right? So they're going to fall back. So when it's two o'clock here and there, it it will then be one o'clock there, but it'll still be two o'clock here. That means that I need to do my show starting at one, not three. So I lose another hour of precious show prep time. I'll get adjusted. You know, I always do, but be gentle. (laughs) I'm dealing with it. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Peace, please.